only like to hear somebody tell you, do it because I told you so. Military people understand it because they understand authority. Athletes understand it because they understand they don't always know what the coach has in mind, but you got to trust the coach. But none of us when we were kids liked it when our parents said, do it. Why? Because I'm the parent. In fact, parents today are taught appropriately. Don't just tell your kids what to do. You have to explain to help them understand the reason why, and then they'll obey. And that's a good principle. What's a little bit troublesome is that God doesn't always follow that principle, does he? How many times in the Bible, how many times in our lives does God tell us, just do it because I'm God, even though you don't understand? Lots of illustrations like this that make me uncomfortable in the Bible. Uh, for instance, there was that time when the people of Israel had been freed from Egypt. They're on the, on the threshold of the promised land, and God says, it's time, take the promised land. And godly leaders, Moses Joshua, Caleb say, okay, we're going to take the problem. We're ready. But there were 10 spies that went in and they came back and said, that doesn't make sense. They said, we've been in the land. It's filled with Canaanites. Canaanites are strong. Their, 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 their um, cities are really well fortified. We're like grasshoppers in their eyes. It makes no sense. God, we don't want to do this. And so God said, fine, you will perish in the wilderness. I will raise a generation that follows me. Sometimes God says, God, trust me. Or you think about Samson, God says, don't cut your hair, you'll lose your strength. And that doesn't make any sense to Samson. How in the world does hair length connect with strength? Aren't you glad that hair length isn't connected with strength or wisdom today? But Samson didn't believe, and he got his hair cut off, and he lost not only his strength, but his life. Or God says to the people of Israel, don't toy with the occult. Very clear, like with King Saul, don't talk to mediums. Don't consult them. But I think Saul finds himself in a situation facing battle where he feels nervous and he thinks to himself, every other king here in Palestine, in, the middle, in this, my situation, they would go talk to the witch of Endor. I'm going to go consult the witch of Endor. And he does. And he loses family, he loses his kingdom, he loses his life. He didn't understand, didn't make sense, so he didn't obey. So today, I want to motivate you to do something that is extremely difficult. Obey God just because he says so, especially when it doesn't make sense. This is awkward for us because we are conditioned to follow your heart. What does your heart say? What does it feel? What feels good? And so often what feels good is the opposite of what God says is good. Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, know Him, and He'll make your paths straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. That's what we're talking about this morning. You're going to be wise in your own eyes or you're going to follow God's eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It's one thing to obey because you understand God. It's another thing to obey because you trust God. God. It's, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. It's one thing to obey because you know obedience to God works for you. It's another thing to obey just because you love him and you know he loves you. That's the challenge. Now, before we go any further, I think there's some simple principles that help us 
in understanding at least, if we're going to move forward in this. The one thing that we need to understand is that God always has reasons for His commands. First John 5, 3, this is what love for God is, to keep His commands, and His commands are not a burden. God doesn't give His commands just to give arbitrary commands. It's because He wants to lighten your load, not to make it heavier. Every command God intends for our good. For instance, you know, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. That doesn't make sense. Why shouldn't I be able to treat every day the same and just kind of, if I want to worship, I go to worship. If I don't want to go to worship, it's my day to choose what I want to do. Um, and so lots of people today just ignore the whole idea of remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That principle of setting aside a day to worship God and, and to rest. And I'm not suggesting we keep it legalistically, but you know, modern research has found that people who take a day of Sabbath a week are more productive, less stressed, live longer than those who ignore that day of rest. God has a purpose for every command and it's always for our benefit. But sometimes, of course, we don't understand how it's our benefit immediately. I think one of the reasons that parents say to their kids, obey, because I'm the parent, is because sometimes you just don't have time to explain the reason why for the parent. No, you can't flush your brother's toys down the toilet. Let me explain to you all of the complications of the plumbing system of the house. No, just do it because I'm the parent, because it's the right thing to do. You know, you don't take time to tell your toddler, why can't I run out in the street in front of cars? Well, let me explain to you why. No, you just need to obey because I'm the parent. Sometimes we don't understand God's reasoning. God says to Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and sacrifice him on Mount Moriah. This doesn't make sense to Abraham because Abraham knows that God abhors human sacrifice. It doesn't make sense because Isaac is the son of promise. God promised Abraham, I will make you a great nation, make you a blessing to all people, give you son. Abraham waits for 25 years. Isaac is the son of promise. And now God says, take your son and sacrifice him? I'm not, it makes no sense. And, but Abraham obeys. And at just the right time, God stops Abraham and provides a sacrifice in, his, in Isaac's place. And all of a sudden, Abraham discovers that God is teaching him, Abraham, your future is not in your son. Your future is in me. Don't trust don't put your trust in your son. You put your trust in the God who gave your son. And Abraham had no way of understanding that God was also using that moment to be a foreshadowing of one day he would send a Messiah who, when we deserve to die, would take our place. Abraham couldn't see that, but he obeyed. And so God says to us, obey. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Here's the final principle. When we obey God, the results will always be an anticipated blessing. Remember the Karate Kid? You know, probably didn't have to see the Karate Kid to know that classic scene. Um, Daniel wants Mr. Miyagi to teach him karate, and so Mr. Miyagi agrees. And what does he tell him to do? Wash my car, paint the fence, sand the floor. And so, and so, and so for, for days and days, Daniel does it. 
But he gets frustrated at some point and he literally curses out Mr. Miyagi. He says, I came to you to teach me karate and you're just turning me into your slave to get your work done. Mr. Miyagi brings it all together and he says, Daniel, show me sand the floor. Show me wax on, wax off. And it's at that point that Daniel understands that Mr. Miyagi has been doing these things, having him do these things to teach him muscle memory and strength so that he can be proficient, excellent in karate. Mr. Miyagi was not wasting Daniel's time. And God does not waste his time with you and me either. Every day is a day of training, a day of preparation, a day of strengthening our spiritual muscles and our faith and our character. God has a purpose in every command and those who obey him will be blessed especially when he doesn't understand. We don't understand. 